Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet. And today is going to be uh, the first ever, I guess you could say, Swapcast. I hosted Speed Bumps podcast with Miss Ellie. Uh, I got to interview her on her own show. And the message that came out of that was so important. We wanted to share it with a larger audience. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. I really appreciate everybody listening. Make sure to like, share, comment, subscribe, download. Um, and if you need help, if you are going through some things, just know that you're not alone and you are more than welcome to reach out to me or to Ellie, which is Speed Bumps podcast on Instagram. Make sure you follow her show as well on Spotify. And if you need any help, just let one of us know. And thanks for listening. Love you and have a great day. Hey, everyone. I wanted to welcome you to another episode of Speed Bumps. And today the guest is going to be me, basically. Deplorable Janet is here and she's going to kind of be me. And I wanted to talk about my current speed bumps. Often people will come on and they'll talk about their past speed bumps. And those are really good, right? Because we know the lessons that we've learned from them. And But when you're in the middle of the storm and you're going through the really hard things, you don't necessarily have the hindsight. And those are people don't want to talk about that. They haven't quite learned the lessons. They're still going through it. And sometimes you're still wondering, well, like I, I can't tell people why I'm going through this, but I feel like talking about your current speed bumps in some ways is even more important than talking about your past speed bumps because it shows people that everyone goes through shit. So here today, Janet graciously, so graciously agreed to play me on my podcast and I asked her to do this because she knows all the behind scenes stuff that's been happening with me. Um, so she could kind of ask those questions. And Janet, I'm so thankful you're here today. I just want to say I am beyond honored that you asked me to do this because there is nothing that uh, we don't know about each other's lives. And I'm very thankful for that. And I'm very thankful for the way that you came into my life in the first place and you always know what to say to me when my life is in chaos and turmoil because um going through what I've been through lately and driving home you know from from several weeks in Indiana and I'm listening to your podcast and it just grounded me your your podcast with Julia and you guys were basically giving your testimony. Um, and then you had some very nice things to say about me at the end, which touched me so deeply. And that was the particular moment that I needed to hear what you both said. And so I'm, I'm very humbled and honored to be your friend and to be your, your guest host today. Thought I'd make it farther than two minutes in without crying, but damn Janet. <laughs> I know, I feel the same way. I'm like, okay. Oh. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but that's what you that's what you did to me in the car, so payback, I guess. <laughs> so I wanna start off by asking you the famous question that you ask all of your guests. Tell me two things that you love about yourself. You didn't warn me that you were going to turn the table completely. <laughs> <laughs> I was not prepared for this. Now I know how my guests feel. Um, two things I love about myself. My perseverance. Uh, mm -hmm. I have gone through some shit. Right. And I'm still here. And mm -hmm. there's been times where I've seriously considered not being here. Mm -hmm. But I'm still here. And so that perseverance in me and this showing people that even when things get really hard and you're going through things that in the end, at some point it will all work out. I'm not saying it'll be a couple of days, a couple of weeks. Like I can't give you a timeline, but at some mm -hmm. point it'll all work out. Absolutely. My second thing, I would say the, 
the way I've grown in my discernment. Mm -hmm. So in regards to people, so friendships um, and what is truth, right? So Mm -hmm. initially I would just, in, in certain regards, like what the news said was true before or, you know, the three-letter agency is like, oh, yeah, they'd never heard us. Mm-hmm. And my ability to grow in my discernment and really look at things without just accepting, like really researching, really, is that true? And questioning. Right. Beautifully said on both fronts. And I have to bring this up. It's a little Bible story okay. because you you sent this video to me yesterday mm-hmm. and people need to hear this message. Mm-hmm. So many times in life we ask why, like, why were you born the way that you were? Why do you have addictions? Why do you have to go through these turmoils and these storms? And, you know, why is your life falling apart? And, you know, why are you, why do you have heart disease or whatever? Right. And it was such a beautiful story. And I think people need to know this about the blind man and the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, and the send it around the why. And so, you know, they, he asked the apostles asked God, like, why was he born blind? And he's like, well, because that way I can be revealed in, in this world in my healing of him. Yeah. And so many times people forget that, like, why are all these bad things happening to me and, and whatever, if you don't learn and grow from, from lessons and turmoils and struggles, you're never going to get the message, you know, and the, When God comes into your life, it's a beautiful thing. And that's what I kind of want to touch on with you after I put you on the spot about the two (laughs) things that you love. Um, Because there is so much to love about you and people that don't know you as well as I do. um, It is just a a blessing to to have you in my life. And and I, I can't express to people like how much and how deeply I love you. And we have never met in person. Nope. One day I'm going to give you the biggest hug and I'm going to sob like a baby. We're going to need like four boxes of Kleenex. It'll be great. It'll be great. I can't wait for that day. And our husbands are going to have to like separate us because we'll be like (laughs) glued together. Yeah. I can, I can see that. And we're going to need a lot of Kleenexes at that moment. Yes. yes. So um, with that being said, and I know that you have had an experience or basically a reawakening uh, inside your spirit and, and found the joy that comes with knowing God. So let's go back to uh, like around 2020 for you. How did church come back into your life after being gone for a while? So I was raised Catholic, went to Catholic school, um, but I was never really taught the Bible Mm -hmm. and (laughs) when they would give the, the, the the sermon and the gospel message or the homily as Catholics put Mm -hmm. it. um, I like, I never got anything out of it. Right. Like I I can't tell you really any of the Bible stories, even catechism. Like Mm -hmm. I could probably spout off the 10 commandments and all the standard Catholic prayers, but I didn't really, I feel connected to the Bible. I didn't feel connected to God. I didn't feel connected to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the last time I had gone to church was Christmas Eve of 2019 with my parents. Mm -hmm. And then obviously the world went weird and all the churches shut down. And, you know, at the beginning, end of 2019, beginning of 2020 um, is when I met my now husband and he was introducing me to things like Reiki and crystals and essential oils and, I really gravitated towards a lot of those things because they made sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, not to be clear, not that I think crystals have magical powers. I just think everything has an, is made by God and has an energy and a frequency and things like that. Right. But I started like m- feeling the draw towards community and church. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I actually remember like calling you a few times and being like, I think I want to read the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, but I never actually did it. I never right. actually did it. And, but I kept feeling this draw. And then when churches started to open, it was like all these restrictions. And I was like, yeah, I'm not playing that. Um, and because of the current custody agreement with my stepdaughter, we actually couldn't even talk about God in our house. We couldn't talk about Jesus. Um, my grandmother, I got my grandmother's Bible. I couldn't even have that out. We couldn't have a cross. Um, and if she would ask questions about God or spirituality or what happens after you die or things like that, we'd have to be like, well, some people believe this. And then we'd have to give like four or five different versions. Mm -hmm. So as to avoid what stating what we felt. Right. And that was getting harder and harder to do. Mm -hmm. And I probably, I don't know, mid probably beginning of 2022, mid 2022, I'd really started like, okay, I really want to find a church. I was like, I don't know how we're going to make this work. Like maybe we just go on the weekends that we don't have her like, mm -hmm. and then we can't tell her. So then it like felt like this really weird secret that we keep in the house. And, and I was just talking about that with my husband. Like we couldn't even tell, you know, my stepdaughter about it. And probably around Halloween of 2022, she starts asking these very deep questions about God and Jesus and started like drawing pictures of a cross and saying, I love Jesus and Jesus loves me. And then like framing them and putting them around our house. And my husband and I are looking at each other going, what do we do? Mm -hmm. Like we can't actually tell her what we believe because then we'll be violating an agreement and right. we could get in trouble. But she's asking these profound questions that it wasn't just like, what is the Bible? Mm -hmm. It was, well, why don't we go to church? Who is Jesus? Mm -hmm. um, you know, Jesus had died for our sins. And then she starts talking things about the Bible. And we're like, where'd you learn that? Because it wasn't from us, right? Right. And it certainly wasn't from her mother. She goes, oh, YouTube. And she starts asking to go to church. And we're like, I don't, what do we do? What do we do? Because we can't actually take her without the mother agreeing. Mm -hmm. so we're like oh my goodness like what do we do what do we do what do we do and there was a church and it's um it's called Vox Church and it's one head pastor but there's like nine locations across Connecticut and I think Massachusetts and so if you're at a building where he the pastor isn't physically the, like live stream it so everyone's connected and anyway they seem to have like a good kids uh, youth program and things like that. And looking at their missions and their values on their website, I was like, this is, I, th I think this is the one. Mm -hmm. And that's the same church I'd been looking at for six months. Discernment again, because mm -hmm. it was speaking to your heart. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it had to be by the grace of God. Uh, mm -hmm. we had her for Christmas Eve and that's when they had their service and we, I forget exactly how it was broached, but it was just kind of like, we're going to go, like we told the mother, we're going to go because she's asking mm -hmm. and there was no objection, which was really weird, but like, thankfully there wasn't right. So we went, you know, this is the first time I'd been in a church now in three years mm -hmm. and the first time. Mike had been in a church for more than that, call it six or more. And this is the first time my stepdaughter has ever been in a church. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't know the words saved or baptized or like all of these very specific religious words. And mm -hmm. maybe she learned it from YouTube. Like, we don't know, right? And... There was something about that service. Like my husband and I were just basically bawling the entire time. And she's just like looking at uh, uh, up at us like, why are you guys crying? Like, this uh -huh. is really weird. <laughs> but like also really into what the pastor was saying and very, very engaged. And I remember her looking up at us at the end and people are starting to leave. And she goes, I was really touched. I think I want to be baptized. 
well, that just brings on a whole new set of tears, right? Uh-huh, right. <laughs> and we're like, she's like, I want to come next Sunday. And we're like, um, uh... we'll figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> like, Again, what do we do? But what do we do, right? And we've been going ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, but nine days after we started going to church, there was a, we'll call it an altercation mm-hmm. where our lives really started to spiral downwards in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and get very difficult. And get very difficult, very stressful, mm-hmm. very uncertain. It um That altercation actually caused my PTSD from my car accident to resurface. Right. Um, I was becoming, when you have PTSD, uh, one of the things that a, a counselor will ask you is like, what is your false belief? And so my false belief was I'm not safe anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so then they ask you to change it. Well, I am safe here and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm not safe anywhere. I'm not safe in my house. I'm not safe in my car. I'm not like, I wasn't safe anywhere. And I was, I was at a tipping point. And I remember texting right. you and you're like, basically I was suicidal at that point. And you're mm-hmm. like, freaking talk to me. And I shut off everything and I wasn't talking mm-hmm. to anyone. Um, and, and she did, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't talking to anyone mm-hmm. and you were very upset with me and I'm sorry mm-hmm. for that. Yes, I was. Yeah. Um, and I'd actually don't ask me why I didn't, I thought my purse was in, or I thought my wallet was in my purse and it wasn't. And so when I got in my car, I realized I'd only had like maybe 40 miles to empty. So I couldn't mm-hmm. go very far. I couldn't do like, and I ended up texting uh, this woman that I know um, from an Azure drop. It's like a place where you get bulk orders of food. And anyway, right. she's Christian. And I was like, I just need to come over to your house. Like, I'm, I, I'm desperate. Like, I need a physical person to talk mm-hmm. to, to hug. Like, but I can't be in my house. And she has like five or six kids. But magically, all of them were out of the house at that point. And so I just showed up at her door, total mess. And I was like, I just need you to pray with me. And I'd only been going to church for nine, 10 days at that point. And, mm-hmm. and Catholics don't do that. Like Catholics don't do that. The Vox church is, um, I guess a non-denominational right. church. Right. Right. And so they can get a bad rap of, uh, having like the concert songs and then the Ted talks and, mm-hmm. but I've learned more from them in the first two weeks Mm -hmm. than I have from my entire time being raised Catholic. Right. So she prays with me and it, uh, it, it helped. I I went home. Um, and to this day, as we're recording right now, our life is still very, very tumultuous. Mm -hmm. Um, someone that I love very deeply who is under the age of 18 attempted suicide. And Mm so dealing with that and trying to figure out how to navigate those waters and why that happened and how to protect this minor child, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. And And that's why I, I think, and I'm going to interrupt you for a second, because I think that's why you and I are so similar because we were both raised identically. We both went to Catholic school, Catholic church. Um, my daughter has been, uh, suicidal multiple times. And so uh, while you're going through things, I can feel everything that you're going through, every emotion that you have. Um, and it hits me like a brick wall sometimes because it is difficult to navigate that and to, you know, we're human and we lose, we lose sight of things. We lose faith a lot of times. And so when we're going through these struggles, especially involving a child, it is so difficult to hold on in those times to your faith, Mm -hmm. you know, and to know that God's will is working even in those times, 
to bring about the resolution that is his will. Yeah. And I mean, I know there was like different events where we would be like, oh yeah, this will be the thing that fixes it. This will be the mm-hmm. thing that fixes it. Right. right. Um, these people will finally listen mm-hmm. and you know, all, all this stuff will go away. And then it would be the total opposite. And we'd be like, right. how did they not see how like, right. and how are things getting worse in this situation right. when all of these people are involved? Right. And it should be getting better and it should be centered around care and and concern for, you know, a, a minor. Mm-hmm. And instead it just kept escalating. Yeah. And it just, it makes you wonder and really question, uh, humans and like mm-hmm. <laughs> true and like their uh intellectual capacity sometimes like, mm-hmm. right. like are, are we sure we can read and actually listen mm-hmm. um but even in those where we're like okay like i don't understand why this went the way that it did mm-hmm. um there has to be a plan right. and what's so different from my mindset now versus when I was hit by the car, when I was hit by the car, I was still being raised Catholic. My parents were like literally putting me in a wheelchair and taking me to church. And I was, Oh, I was livid. I was Mm -hmm. so upset to be there. And everyone was like, well, at least you didn't die. And I was in all these little old ladies, well, at least you didn't die. And I'm like, really? Like that's the best you got is at least you didn't (laughs) die. Um, but I definitely went through this massive crisis of faith. Mm-hmm. And like you were talking earlier, like, why did this happen to me? And mm-hmm. this is not okay. And um, I-, I was a year into my degree. Like, why? Like, I'm not going to graduate in time. Like, I, I wanted to do all these things. I want to mm-hmm. help people. Like, why can't I just help people? Why are there so many barriers? And, you know, without being hit by that car. And I was people tried to talk to me, like people in the church, the priest. And I, I was like, no, y'all, none of you made sense. But also from my point of view, they were coming. They didn't understand the Bible mm-hmm. the way other Christians do. Right. And so they weren't able to give me the comfort of the Bible. It was just like, oh, well, there's a bigger plan. And I was like, yeah, but how do you know? And they're like, well, we just know. And I was like, that's not helpful. That's not helpful. (laughs) Right. And, you know, I was like, yeah, we're going to church. Everything is going to be better. Um, We feel better. And then literally nine days later, what? All hell broke loose. All all, all hell Mm -hmm. broke loose. Yeah. Right. And I think there's this false um belief that if you follow god that and you just listen and obey that your life is going to be unicorns and rainbows and magical and everything is going to be fine and that is the farthest thing from the truth right absolutely but if you follow him like you're going to be put to the test because just like jesus was like if we're supposed to be like Mm -hmm. jesus Jesus didn't live this magical, you know, easy life. That's the opposite of what happened. Right. So if that happened to Jesus, what, like, why do we as humans think that we should be better than Jesus and then Mm -hmm. have our lives be super easy? Right. That doesn't make any sense, but that's, that's, we have this belief. Yeah. And that's the thing though, is because our egos always enter into it Um, instead of putting God first and having faith in God, we're like me, me, me centered. So why is my life happening like this? Why are all these bad things surrounding me? You know, and it's all about me, me, me. Whereas when you do believe in God and you are going through struggles and turmoil and storms and things like that, If you have true faith in God, you are being equipped to come out the other side stronger because you're learning things. And Mm -hmm. so in your situation, 
and I'm sure a lot of people will understand this when I put it in these terms. So think about like all of the things which we we can't like get into the nitty gritty because mm-hmm. this is still going on of stuff. But with all of the things that has happened over, you know, the last year, more than a year. Right. Um, And all of the people that were involved that should have or could have right. done something to rectify and to make things better. They're also included in this storm. Right. And what happens is our faith causes a ripple effect and it affects people that we are not even aware that's affecting. So all of these people that has been in this chain or series of events throughout time, your family's faith is going to affect a broader net of people than what you realize. And those people are actually going to feel a change as well. Because it's coming from you. You're like the center of the of the faith earthquake, right? Yeah, I like that the faith earthquake. <laughs> yeah. earthquake. And so just so those things are gonna be passed down and there's people that are in that chain that are already like, I messed up. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and it's so interesting to me because I really feel like God spoke through my stepdaughter to like really push us to go to church. Absolutely. And this specific church, because they have a really strong community and it's not, I feel like a lot of churches, there's this just on Sunday and everyone right. is great. And then, but what do, do what you want during the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. And, there, and there's no sense of community. Whereas right. this church is not like that at all. There very much is. <clears throat> and I think I actually, I can confidently say, had we not started going to church when we did Mm -hmm. I don't like we're still stressed and nervous about what is happening like you said it's ongoing Mm -hmm. but we do have some sense of peace right and I I don't think actually I know we would not have that peace if we were not going to church a hundred percent and I know that can be really hard for some people Mm -hmm. um to understand because you're like like what you've talked about Reiki and crystals and, you know, healing. And I, like, I still think crystals hold certain crystals, hold certain absolutely they properties, do. Mm-hmm. but I don't think that they're magic. I right. think I, I, they were made by God. Mm-hmm. I know that I can still help and heal people through Reiki, but that's also because it's talked about in the Bible right. about laying hands. Absolutely. And so why would those gifts today go away? Mm-hmm. You know, and Reiki isn't this, you have to follow this specific set of patterns. It's very intuitive for me. I just got the mm-hmm. certificate to try and learn some extra tools, but mm-hmm. I don't do it the traditional way that you're taught, which is right. part of the reason I've never actually taught a Reiki class, even though I technically can. Mm-hmm. So just to clear that up for people, because I these things do have power, but that's because God gives them power and we're just using those tools. Yeah. And that's, that's such a misconception that people have because of indoctrination through churches to tell you crystals are bad and they're woo woo and you shouldn't, you shouldn't do, you know, Reiki on people and you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. Okay. But that's your opinion as a human. God gives us gifts that we in turn are supposed to share with other people. Mm -hmm. So it's not the worship of crystals that does not ever enter into it. They're used just like healing herbs or anything else that God created to, to help and to heal other people. And that's, that's what we're here for. And so because you, you do it differently than what they tell you in the textbook you're supposed to do it. So what you have divine intervention from God that's working through you to touch Mm -hmm. other people. Yeah. That's just, it's one thing that I wanted to, I guess, clear up in this episode because it's been Mm -hmm. asked of me a couple of times, like, Oh, well, how can you say that you believe in God, but then you also do all this stuff. You're being a hypocrite. And I'm like, no, like, 
that yeah no because it's god given because some some people you know have like the gift of prophecy some people mm-hmm. have the gift of healing some people get the gift of discernment some people get multiple gifts at once there's a lot of gifts that god gives um and people have to be willing to accept and use those gifts which is a beautiful thing because you certainly are and i say this all the time but i really mean it if somebody has a problem with that that's a them problem not a you problem because you are living out your purpose through christ yes plain and simple yeah yeah it's you know and had i not been hit by the car because my biggest Mm -hmm. thing was right i always wanted to help people and i thought that that would be making jabberwockies and wearing mm-hmm. the spacesuits and going hunting after a bolo. Like that was my dream right. job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I'm helping more people now. A hundred percent. And I literally had to be knocked off of my path mm-hmm. that I thought was right. Right. To go down this other path. And it was a dirt road through the woods. And I, my legs mm-hmm. got cut up and it was completely <laughs> off-roading to get to where I'm supposed to be. You were being dragged behind <laughs> Oh man, a four wheeler. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it was some rough times, but I get it now. Right. right now, the stuff I'm going through, I don't have some big profound lesson as to why mm-hmm. uh, I'm going through this. My family's going through this, mm-hmm. um, but there is this sense of peace about mm-hmm. it. Like, right, everything will work out in the end when that end is i don't know i wish i knew like i would Mm -hmm. love for everything to be done and over with today like yep (laughs) sunshine and rainbows but that's highly unlikely possible right Right. anything's possible but highly unlikely and uh mike go ahead let me say this real quick if it continues after today it is because his work is not done in this situation yep. yet. Yep. Um, and that's what people need to remember too, when they go through something that's traumatic or, you know, tumultuous is that it's never on our timeline, nope. you know, because again, we're being selfish that I need this done now, but he's working a bigger plan through everything, whether it's, you know, mending hearts, they could, he could be very well working on the other person in the situation, if you know what I'm saying. Yep. And so it has to continue until his work is finished. Well, and even all these people that right could have done something at some point, right. And Mm -hmm. they haven't, Mm -hmm. they're also involved. So if, but let's take it away from me for a second. Let's say, you know, someone who has um, alcoholism. Right. You know, and you're wondering why. Well, maybe he's also trying to work on the heart of the store owner that keeps of the liquor store that keeps letting this guy buy it or Mm -hmm. the landlord, even though he's trashing the house. Like, I don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's not just about the me or the direct person that we're like, why is this happening to them? Why is this happening to me? It's all of these periphery people Mm -hmm. that we don't recognize or think about Mm -hmm. but that's how your speed bumps actually end up helping people correct like that's that ripple effect and it and it is because and here's the thing when you when you find god and you put him as the focus in your life um and you start to you know, become more like him and serve other people and, and things like that. You have no idea the effect that you have on other people just through the beauty of your soul. Um, because there can be people that I have never ever met before in my life. And maybe I said something they live in, I don't know, Iran or something and it touched them. And they felt a change. And that's why all of these situations, it's not just narrowly focused on us. There's so many other people and things and hearts and minds that need to be changed that are involved. Well, and that 
that right there is a much more eloquent way of saying why I started speed bumps because Mm -hmm. it could just be that a listener hears it, but then they tell someone and that's Mm -hmm. the person who needs to hear, but they never actually listen to the episode. Right. hundred percent. So it's that ripple effect and getting, sharing people's stories because people, Mm -hmm. they often feel like they're alone in what they're going through when always they're not. There's always someone who's going through something very similar or has gone through something very similar. Mm -hmm. But when you're in the middle of that storm and you're scared and you're confused and you're like, why me? This is absolutely awful. Why, why God did you let this happen? Why is there Mm -hmm. cancer? Why did this person die? Mm -hmm. You know, why did they get hurt? Um, And It's a radical thought and it's one that I'm still struggling to make my first thought instead of asking why me, Mm -hmm. how can this help others? How can this journey, how can this story, how can this situation help others Mm -hmm. or how can they grow or how can they benefit? Um, And that's why like, you know, when, when people always say like, why be, why is this always happening? Why is there something bad always going on in my life? Okay. Imagine, or or why does God let this happen? That's, that's the famous question that everybody asks, right? Why did they let my child get cancer or, you know, whatever the case may be. Yep. So say we lived in a world where none of that happened. No one would ever grow. No one would ever learn a lesson because he uses strength and, and struggles to, to come into this world and reveal his miracles. Okay. So if there was never any disease or anything, how would the power of prayer ever be anything in this world? It wouldn't be because everything would be, uh, Perfect. rainbows and sunshine yep. and cotton candy all the time. Right. Well, and I saw this thing too, and I used to, I called it the what if game mm-hmm. and I would constantly play the what if game. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it was fun, but most times it led down this very dark, dark. path, mm-hmm. very, very dark path. Right. Right. And I saw this video today shortly before we hit record and he was talking about how the what ifs come from Satan. Correct. And he goes, so what if you change the what ifs, IFS, to what is IS? Mm-hmm. What right. is good? What is joyful? You know, uh-huh. because speak about what's true. And he had referenced um, a Bible verse, and I can't remember it right now, but it was basically talking about how God tells us to take those what ifs what to do with those negative thoughts, what to do with anxiety. Mm -hmm. And he tells you to talk about what is true and joyful and loving. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you hear that uh, very common phrase of look for the silver lining or Mm -hmm. think about the good things that you have or things like that. And that's, that's what the Bible says. And I wish I could quote the scripture verse and I can't right now. Um, but I liked the idea of changing your what ifs mm-hmm. to what is. So right now I have a roof over my head. We have the internet and the ability to talk. I found you mm-hmm. as a friend. It's sunny right now. It's, you know, right. we have enough food in the refrigerator. Like our laundry machine works. So we're able to do laundry. Like mm-hmm. if you have to start with the little things, start with the little things, but then it becomes easier mm-hmm. to do the harder grateful things right like Mm -hmm. you know I know my kids been really annoying lately and they've been doing bad in school but at least they have their health right right so things like that yeah and see I love that because throughout the bible it talks about um fear anxiety you know depression all of those kind of things and and so many instances of that and if you find your faith and live on your faith. Fear should not enter your mind in any situation. And being thankful and grateful in all things really changes your mindset. And 
one thing that I can say is, and you know, like all of the stuff that's, that has <laughs> ah, been a, a, a yucky umbrella over my life here lately. Yep. I am so thankful to God that it is me who is shouldering the burden of all of it because there is not one other member of my family that could handle yeah. any of that because none of them are um equipped with the armor of God, I guess you could say, and none of them have the have the mental strength or fortitude to to handle the things. So I'm grateful that it's me. And I know people are going to think that sounds crazy. But finding gratitude in all things is such a beautiful thing because, and you and I've talked about this on multiple shows, like being grateful for the good and the bad stuff. Yeah. So take your car accident. Would you be the person that you are today? If that would not have happened, would your life be the same? Would you have found your soulmate in life? Absolutely not. Exactly. And so people get, they can't see anything other than the the negative and the bad that's happening right now. But maybe that negative and that bad is moving the chess pieces around in your life so that you can be on the purpose and path that God has set for you. And I know that's happened in my life because I've had a lot of bad things happen. And, you know, I had somebody that I thought was my person and that person ended up dying in a car accident. And I was so upset at the time, but God saved me from a life that I was not supposed to have. Right. Because it would have been very bad. Well, and I remember, you know, e- even up until very recently, you know, you'd see these people on Instagram and they were Christians and it was always, well, yeah, I know things are hard, but th- they're going to be better and they're going to be great. And um, there's this one woman I follow and she had cancer and like that typical story of like, you could have she could have very much been down in the dumps and she's like, nope, I had cancer and I thank God for it. And I was at first, when I came across her page, I was like, you're like, what the hell? I was like, what? (laughs) I was like, these Christians, like they they must be on some type of hopium delusional. Like Mm -hmm. they're they're delusional. Like how can you be so happy and trusting all the time? Like Mm -hmm. you're sharing your story about how your life literally has gone or is currently going just like falling apart. And, but yet you seem at peace with it. Like, I'm so confused. Mm -hmm. Like how they're on something, they're lying to themselves, right? They're delusional. Um, That's what I would tell myself because I could not wrap my head around. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to understand. And I'm not (laughs) totally there. Like I, I'm still very much having fears and doubts, but I'm getting there. (laughs) And I think for me the key was finding a pastor that was speaking biblically Mm -hmm. without sugarcoating things right but speaking in a way that was very relatable Mm -hmm. and my church does post the online sermons and so i am going to put my church in the show notes if you guys Mm want to go check some of those out Um, and i'll probably list a couple dates underneath that i think would be really beneficial i know I think at the beginning of April, our pastor did a, a sermon on why people suffer. And I think mm-hmm. that would be a great one to link in here. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's making more and more sense. And right. I know that can be really hard for people to be like, oh, well, you know, the church did all these bad things and, you know, they believe but this that's and that's, the, that's the thing. That's the difference people exactly do bad things exactly. because we have free will exactly mm-hmm. and so when when we as as humans don't follow what's what is god's will for us and god's plan for us 
that's when things happen in our life. And just like you said, you know, you thought your path was, you know, the, the The mad scientist. scientist. Yep. The mad scientist. Yep. And then little did you know that he had to knock you off of your path and have these series of events so that you could have your awakening and be like, Oh, I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. Same as me wanting to help people and stuff and being a nurse for such a long time and teaching and all that. And now my path is very, very different. Yes. That is not what I was meant to be doing forever. It was just for a specific time. Well, Mike was on a retreat this past week and a men's retreat with our church. Mm-hmm. And he told me this story that someone else had told him. Mm-hmm. And apparently this person uh, was like, why is this happening to me? You know, I pray to God and he's not answering me and, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm getting really frustrated and apparently the person, so let's say Bob is questioning and John looks at him and goes, well, Bob, have you gone back to the last crossroads of the situation Mm -hmm. and looked at what you did? Because maybe you were following your path and not God's path. Like go back to that decision, follow the other path that God wanted you to do. And see how your life changes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, crap. Like (laughs) how many times, how many times have we been so sure that we know the right way? Right. That this is the right way. And, you know, that other way is inconvenient or uncomfortable. And so Mm -hmm. this one has to be the right way. Um, And it's not. And then we're like, Mm -hmm. why is our life a mess? And, Mm -hmm. you know, where are things falling apart? (laughs) Right. Mike actually traced his crossroads back to Mm -hmm. where if he had made a different decision, would we be here now type deal? Right. And so he learned from that and plans to make a different decision should that situation come up again. Right. Um, And I was just like, well, that's that's really profound. Yeah. And that's why I said about learning lessons through every situation, because some people get very frustrated and they say, God never answers my prayers and whatever. Think about what you're doing in your life, though. Are you one of those people that only worships on Sunday and then you never pray the rest of the week? Are you one of those people that's quick to anger and you don't have patience for other people? Um do you use harsh words against other people in situations when you could have chose something else? There's a reason why you're having a speed bump in your, in your life with Christ. And if you feel like he's never answering your prayers and he doesn't listen to you, you're doing something in your life that you should not be doing. Um yeah. You're thinking about yourself instead of serving others. You're being self-serving. So there's, there's something that you need to change. And that's why your connection's a little wonky right now. Yeah. And, you know, if someone's like, oh, well, I have cancer and he's not taking away the cancer. Like, mm-hmm. I'll just go for an extreme example for a second because I'm mm-hmm. sure there's a listener out there going, right. you know, oh, well, you know, and let's take it one step further. My kid got mm-hmm. cancer and they're not getting better. So God doesn't, uh, God doesn't care. Well, to Janet's point, are you listening? Are you learning? Are you, Mm -hmm. are you making changes in your life that are necessary? Yeah. And I feel like it's a really harsh reality that God will use all situations to teach us a lesson and it's our free will if we decide to listen. Yes. And I'm re- like, I really need to link that suffering sermon. I really encourage you guys mm-hmm. to go click on the link. Um, We're doing one right now about anxiety and depression. Yeah. Yeah. They do. They do. Sometimes it's like a three week series. Yep. Sometimes it's a four week series, but there's always a different topic and how it's relatable, not only to the Bible, but to your life current day and, and explains the word of God in such a beautiful way that people that like just read the Bible or <laughs> went to Catholic school, like we did that we never got anything out of ever. Um, it, it makes it so it's understandable to people. Yeah. 
you know, and that's so important because for anybody, especially that's a new believer, if they start reading the Old Testament and it's like the genealogy, you know what I mean? You get to that long section and it's like all these people with all these crazy names and how yep. they're all related and whatever. That's really off-putting for people. And mm-hmm. what I highly suggest for people, there are Bible apps out there that you can get, um, which you can watch like a, a little short video first and it'll explain to you like, the the book you're getting ready to read and who um who wrote this book of the bible and and who they're speaking to and stuff like that and it makes it a lot easier for people that are new getting into the bible than it is for somebody just to take it out and read it and not not know what they're listening to or or reading so yeah the other advice i've heard too is if you've never read the bible start with the gospels and that's mm-hmm. the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Right. So you get the overview of what happened and then try and relate it back. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this other book that I'm reading uh, because I'm also a Sunday school teacher now again, mm-hmm. and it's called show them Jesus. And mm-hmm. it's how to relate and explain Jesus to kids mm-hmm. in um, when you're teaching Sunday school. And it sounds very, boring like from the title and the way I just explained it right like it's oh, not though but it's not and even as an adult I'm getting out of it like okay so it's not just teaching a Sunday school lesson it's how can I relate this to my life mm-hmm. and so even if you just have kids and you're looking for a way to better incorporate or explain how either an everyday life situation happened or an Old Testament story happened or whatever how to bring it back to Jesus Mm-hmm. It's called show them Jesus. I'll put the title and I don't remember the author right now. And I'll put that in the show notes, but mm-hmm. the book is called show them. Jesus it has like a white cover. And then the lettering is an orange, blue, and green. I think it, mm-hmm. y- you'll find it. Um, but that's been really eye opening because mm-hmm. even in the Catholic church, it was never always linked back to Jesus. Right. And, and that's, that's the thing though, is, Every time that you read the Bible, you should be able to find something new in the Bible that you never have seen before. It's kind of like one of those things where you read a book and you're bored of reading and you just skim through stuff, right? Yep. There's always going to be something that pops out and reveals itself to you at the time that it needs to be revealed. And so even if you've read the Bible you know, front to back a hundred times, you're going to get a message out there every time that you look at it just to, um, you know, to have that message like come across. Well, even if you look up, if you're following a lot of Christian people on Instagram and a lot of the videos randomly see, seem to be about one specific Bible verse, right? you know, maybe dig deeper into why you're seeing that specific Bible verse. Right. That is there a reason for that? Is it calling to you? You know, do right. you re- need to read the whole chapter of that book? Like, what is what is it about that? Um, God talks to us in various ways, right? Absolutely. And we just have to learn to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's you know, like my husband, growing, he's always grown up in the church, you know, and. I always thought he should have been a pastor because he is literally, um, Mr. Theologian, right? Um, but there is always something that he learns out of the Bible. And then it's beautiful to hear him like, oh, it's like he gets excited, like a little kid at Christmas. Oh my God. Like I just, did you know that blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's beautiful that you just got that. Mm-hmm. So relate that back to why you just got that message that popped out at you. You have these things that are going on at work or whatever. And so look what was revealed to you when it needed to be. And so he's like, I never thought of that. And I'm like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't claim to have all the answers. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that 
all the things that I'm going through make me Sense. more special than you or <laughs> right. like th- that's not what I'm claiming. This isn't like a, oh, well, she's been through some hard stuff. So, you know, she's more experienced or but like th- th- this isn't some type of comparison game. Right. Um, it's just me in the best way that I'm able and mm-hmm. allowed to in the current circumstances, mm-hmm. explain my current speed bumps in the hopes that people will mm-hmm. gain something out of it. Because right. I I don't have the magic lessons right now. I don't have the neat little gift wrap present that's like, yep, this is what I learned. And everyone right. should realize this. <laughs> I don't have that right now. Because um, you're still going through it. And it's not it. it's not done yet. And so think of, imagine what's going to be revealed to you when it is all finished. You know, and the and the growth that you have gone through. Even, even from the start of this whole situation until now, I am so proud of you because you have come such a long way. Cause I remember I used to like, you know, Ellie, if you're going through this, like here's the Bible verse or here's, you know, whatever. And I'm like, you know, just pray on this or whatever. And it, you were still like a little hesitant and a yep. little resistant. And now you're like, this new person you're like yeah. you're like coming out of your beautiful little cocoon you know <laughs> what i mean and yeah. so that that just the growth in your life that i've seen just from being on the outside is is beautiful and it's amazing i'm gonna cry again <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it and i and that's why like i i want you to realize that because i don't think you've given yourself enough credit in this situation because talking about perseverance this whole situation has been so stressful and so exhausting physically and mentally but look at where you were at the beginning of it and look at where you are now your growth and your movement through that has been beautiful to watch and I'm I'm very proud of you well thank you thank Mm -hmm. you I need yeah. you to talk, keep talking for a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, you know, at, and talking not for, make me cry. <laughs> right. Well, I don't know about that. I'll tell you a dumb joke, uh, but it's the same thing for Mike. And so even the, the strength that, that you as a couple are going through and, and you as a family are going through now, because now there's three of you that are, you know, like forming a, a much better, much more beautiful bond that's yeah. that's more cohesive than it's ever been before. And so each one of you is being beautifully transformed in your own way. So you're coming together in Christ as one, which is which is a good a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh I remember asking them, I was like, so because in the Catholic church, right, you get baptized as a baby once and you never get baptized right. again because that's heretical in the Catholic right. church. Um, and so I remember asking them and I was like, I, like, I don't understand. Like these people say they get rebaptized. I've heard people getting mm-hmm. baptized right. four or five times. Like, right. how does, like, can you explain that to me? Because I, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And for them, you know, they said that babies are dedicated, which means that the parents intend to. Right. Uh, teach them in the ways of Jesus. Right. But you aren't baptized until you decide to choose to give your life, to give your life to Christ. And I was like, okay, right. but like, what about the people? Like I was baptized as a kid. Like, how does that work? Mm-hmm. And they're like, so when you go through a massive transformation, mm-hmm. then, you know, people typically ask to be baptized again. Right. Um, and some people, you know, if they go away from the church and come back. So that's why some people, it's happened a few times. Right. It's like, oh, okay. But yeah. kiddo still keeps asking and we're like, we're not there yet. Like, we appreciate your heart and we love your heart. That's not a hurdle we're willing to jump over right now because we would still need permission. Right. Um, and that could cause a whole right. new so series of that's, problems. We're just going to focus on going to church right now and be thankful for that. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Now, now, once it gets to that point, 
um, where, you know, the, the storm is over and she has the choice to do that herself. That's a beautiful thing. Um, because that's even going to strengthen her further and her resolve and her, her dedication to, to herself and to being reborn into a better life. I can see, I saw this, uh, little reel or whatever, and it was like this little boy who was probably like maybe five and he was getting baptized. And so the the pastor's behind him and he's, the pastor's kind of like droning on and on about how the little boy's been waiting for so long and he's ready to dedicate himself to Christ. And the pastor starts counting or, you know, you know, he says, in the name of the father and the son, as soon as he says, and the son, the little boy dunks himself, comes back up and goes, I did it. And I'm like, that would be my stepdaughter. Like, I can't wait anymore. You're taking too long. I'm just going to do this myself. I'm saved. Hallelujah. Like, it was the cutest video. And I'm like, that would be my stepdaughter. Yeah. And see, that's, that's how you know, though, that, um, it was by God saying that, that she started asking these questions and, and drawing these images and stuff. Um, and, and, you know, like just that hand in her life and it has changed her as well, mm-hmm. you know, since the beginning of all of this. Well, actually for her, like way longer than, the, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. And so, you know, even watching like her grow through this process is, is super inspiring. It should be inspiring for a lot of people because it's about your personal growth and your um, your willingness to follow God's plan instead of your own and stuff that, that turns situations around. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, I don't know. It's hard. Like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be like, oh, everything is great. And, you know, there's no issues and Mm -hmm. whatever. Right. But there is something different about it there's a sense of peace mm-hmm. and in some ways it can be really scary to give up that control mm-hmm. um but it's also really freeing mm-hmm. uh, yeah and that's what i love um and that's why a lot of people are like how are you like calm and peaceful through yeah. these situations because i would be like a total mess or like a stress case or whatever And for me, it's one of those things that I know he's working on things and working in a way that I cannot ever comprehend. Um, Don't understand the why behind things or whatever. All I know is I have that joy in my heart and that that sense of calm and, and peace around me in every situation now. And so, you know, I I don't. I don't let fear guide my life. Yeah. And if you have uh, young kiddos who are maybe going through something really hard and they're like, why me? Or why is this happening? Mm-hmm. There's this book called The Tale of Three Trees. Mm-hmm. And I would say probably for like kindergarten and up that you know, it, it's a very short read. It's like, um, like, like a book that teachers will like read to a class it's not super long Mm -hmm. and it just basically talks about how there's three trees and how each of them had this idea of what they wanted to be when they grew up Mm -hmm. and how what they ended up being initially they're like oh I don't understand and then at the end it ended up being so much greater so if your kiddos have that question this book puts it really nicely in a way that kids can understand Mm-hmm. Um, heck, I even got something out of it, and I'm an adult, so <laughs> like I like kids' books. I yeah, like kids' movies. It's called so. "The Tale of Three Trees" by Angela Hunt. So, find it your library, read it, read it for your kiddos. Um, mm-hmm. highly recommend that book. I think that's fantastic, though, because, like I said, even um like even if you've read something not even just the bible but something else like many times or whatever and and you're not getting something new out of it you're not paying attention yeah and so yep. you know i'm all i'm all for that and 
you know, finding a new meaning or a new purpose in, in something just exactly when I'm supposed to know it. So. Well, Janet, I want to thank you for this. I only cried twice. I think that was a lot better than I thought. I didn't need the Kleenex. Um, I feel like that's a win. Um, thank you again. I, I know you were more of the host this time, but can you please plug your show so everyone can find you? I can. Um, you can find me at Deplorable Nation, and that is on every podcast platform. You can find um, me on Instagram at Deplorable Janet. You can find me on Twitter at No Janet, K-N-O-W. And if you are struggling, if you are suffering, if you feel alone, you need someone to talk to, you need someone to pray with you, uh, please do not hesitate to reach out. Because um, that is definitely what I'm here for. Uh, that's part of God's purpose and plan for me. So I'd be more than happy to um, do any of those things for you. So, As would I. I'm not always uh, the quickest at responding to my Instagram messages, but the same offer still stands. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, like I said, not going to claim to have all the magic answers, but I can be a listening ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and thanks again, uh, for, for having me come on and, and talk to you. Cause we talk so much anyway. We do. And, uh, it's a beautiful thing anytime we get to have a conversation, but even more so when I get to see your beautiful face. Cause one of these days it's going to happen. One of these days. One of these days. <laughs> Janet, thank you. Thank you again. Um, and thank you all for listening. And I, I really hope you got something out of this and it speaks to you in some way and just know that you're not alone in your struggles mm-hmm. and consider looking into church. If you're really, ha- if you're really resistant to like a building, pick up the Bible and read it for yourself. Mm-hmm. So then there's Absolutely. no other human influence and just see where that leads. Start with the gospels, mm-hmm. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and just see where that leads. See if it speaks to you. So yeah, thank y'all for listening and I hope you have a great day.